0: I wanted to bring up something that I saw that was interesting. Mark Benioff, the co-founder, CEO, chairman of Salesforce. Obviously, a lot of people in the B2B space, just anybody in corporate America pretty much has a decent idea of what Salesforce is and what it does and that sort of thing. It's big here at scale. It is very big here, especially in our business development department. Well, he gave an interview... Uh, Suggesting that Facebook should be broken up And we actually have part of that interview It's with Poppy Harlow from CNN Here's kind of his comments, Daniel I want to get your reaction to what he had to say about Facebook Because he suggested in the past And it's not included in in this particular clip uh, Because I shortened it a little bit for time But he's at one point referred to Facebook as the new cigarettes so, uh, huh. yeah, he, he has some, some hot, hot sports opinions on Facebook. So, here's his uh, here are, uh, just a little bit of his comments to Poppy Harlow on CNN.
1: 72% of the American public doesn't know that Facebook also owns Instagram and WhatsApp. And all of those services are being integrated to get a 360-degree view of you so that they're able to directly position you. If you haven't watched the movie on Netflix, The Great Hack, they talk about how Cambridge Analytica used... Facebook data in partnership with Facebook. In fact, they had Facebook executives on site with them, creating a target segment called the persuadables. In the 2016 election, they used Facebook to do that. So, so that by by fully integrating all of those services, you make Facebook more powerful.
2: Their response: We've heard Mark Zuckerberg and leadership there say is, if you break us up, you just make us less powerful to combat you know, all of these outside forces on uh, election interference and what was done in the 2016 election from the Russians, et cetera. Is that a salient argument?
1: No, it's not, because what really the narrative is, is trust is our highest priority. Why they can't say that trust is our highest value is beyond me.
0: So interesting clip there. Yeah. Uh, a lot to unpack a as lot. Mark Benioff kind of takes the, the same position that Elizabeth Warren has been putting out on the campaign trail, that Facebook and big tech should be broken up. Yep. Um, now, I read a really interesting article in Wired um, that, that talked a lot about this. Uh, but one of the big quotes that stood out to me was this. It says, The biggest media company in the world, Facebook, produces no media. The biggest hospitality company in the world, Airbnb, owns no hotel rooms. The biggest taxi company in the world, Uber, owns no taxis. Hmm. And the fact of the matter is, is that Facebook, if you want to call it a monopoly, you have to at least adjust your definition somehow because it's, it's kind of not because the product is also the consumer you supply content to facebook that then exists for other people to consume right, right? and right. so they make a they make an argument that facebook's actually a monopsony which basically kind of flips it on its head right a monopoly there's one seller and many buyers right so you know microsoft was monopolizing uh, you know, computer software in the late 90s, so it got broken up right. because it was the only supplier, and that's not good for consumers. Monopsony, they say there's one buyer but many sellers. So in this case, Facebook is the only buyer of your content, uh, of the content that you supply as a content creator for Facebook, basically. Right. And when they own Instagram, WhatsApp, other areas, then the ability for consumers to say Facebook's not a good product. I'm going to not do Facebook as much anymore. The stat he cites at the beginning that 72% of Americans that don't know that Facebook also owns Instagram comes or into or WhatsApp, comes into effect because then you say I'm not going to use Facebook anymore. I'm going to create more content through Instagram. Okay, well the fact that Facebook also owns Instagram and WhatsApp almost insulates it from you as a consumer having a choice to say, Facebook's not a good product, I want to use this instead. Well, Facebook's insulated from that, they still get your data, they still have done uh, unsavory things with your data and that sort of thing. So that's kind of the argument for breaking it up. And he kind of makes that case that breaking it up would then kind of remove some of that power from Facebook. It would decentralize it a little bit and uh, I, I guess uninsulate it from that criticism and from that feedback from consumers. So what what do you make of all this? I mean, my
2: opinion on it is I, I agree with Mark that the argument oh, Benny off, not Zuckerberg. <laughs> that the We'll call him Benny and Zuck. Yeah, Benny and Zuck. I, I agree with Benny here because <clears throat> I don't think it is a cogent argument to say, oh, you have to let us retain complete control over your social media and online presence because right. we are doing the best possible job of being the, for lack of a better word, the thought police on said content that is unsavory. We are here to protect the truth and get rid of the lies. Clearly, they're doing the literal opposite of that. Very much. Very much so because their business model runs on engagement and it runs on whatever gets the most views is technically what is going to draw the most traffic to our site and we want that. That's why the argument of like let's ban someone like the president from Twitter right. is goofy because Twitter's never going to do that. The president probably draws in some of the most attention to their platform ever. Why would they do that? It goes against their business model and at the end of the day it's a business model not like a moral argument that every day they wake up and say we need to be the truth tellers on social media. We need to be the
0: advocates for for real you know, what is real and what is not. Right. There was a, I read a really interesting tweet from Ezra Klein of Vox, who I think is an intelligent thinker on things like this. And the tweet said, I don't think the problem with Facebook is that it allows lies. I think the problem is it sorts everything, both lies and truth, by engagement. The quickest paths to engagement and inspiration Excuse me. The quickest paths to engagement are inspiration and offensiveness. Mm-hmm. And offensiveness has proven easier than inspiration. And I think that's a really good point that this is a platform that's based on how much you engage with different things and the more zany, the more out there, the more offensive is is one way to put it. I would say um What's another way to put it? Almost combative, yeah, or the, if, it, the more, if it creates drama or conflict yes, in any yes. way, the, yeah. mo- the more conflict you can create, the more engagement you're going to get, the more comments, the more angry people are going to get, you know, commenting on things, which just boosts the heck out of whatever that content is. Right. And so it's a model built on creating this kind of thing, which is not the kind of uh, atmosphere for you know positive discourse on any way shape or form right and i
2: think it we need to change our public conversation around how we use social media and what kind of responsibility the business owners of said social media should have on what the real impact of social media is it has become the public forum you know like when we protect free speech and we talk about you know we need to protect the right of assembly and we need to protect the public forum you know people aren't going out into the middle of the street and preaching their ideology and getting, you know, a crowd riled up to talk to them and and understand what's going on. That's happening on social media now. That is how we're disseminating information in real time. And so the business model of anything that gets the most attention, let's just amp it up and this is what's going to draw people into our platform isn't intrinsically bad. We just either need to change our public conversation around, okay, social media is the bathroom wall And we need to allow anything and everything, but we need to create a system that allows you to better decipher what is authentic and what is uh, not. Or uh, I think we need to restructure how we talk about social media so that it really is something where there is fact-checking ability, there is, you know, real... um, I don't know, oversight over the kind of content that is allowed and the Mm -hmm. kind of content that is acceptable. And I'm I'm kind of torn on it because I'm a big free speech advocate. I'm I'm a a big guy on, look, I don't want shady, big tech, rich executives being the ones that have the final say on this is what's allowed and what isn't allowed on the most important communicative platforms of our time. Right who makes those decisions i think that is what we need to be talking about here and when we talk about breaking up facebook i think that needs to be the core of it it's like who who do we want to trust to make these kinds of final says on what we see how we see it and how we interpret it and you know should the bird like should the responsibility be on the overseers or should it be on educating the people at the bottom to better understand
0: how to sift through the content that they consume. So it's it's tough. Every time I feel like I have a grasp on who should be in control, the other, th- that side makes an argument for why they absolutely should not right. be in control. <laughs> right. And so I end up back at this kind of square one type feeling no, of man. like, what the heck did we do about this? It's tough.
2: Need B2B video or podcasts for your business? Ask MarketScale how we can help you create the content you need today.